Well, hello, hello. What uh, what an interesting end to a game. Weirdest game Being I think it, I've seen in a while. It it has been a while. We saw calls go our way, calls go against us. And yeah, ultimately we got what we wanted. It wasn't regulation. We can get in on that, but we got what we wanted. Let's uh, hit the intro and get started here. This is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Well, well, well. I'm sure you guys noticed that uh, there's another beautiful voice on that we don't get to hear all that often. What's up? I'm I'm joined <laughs> by the wonderful TML fan and van, Mister Wonderful. You know it's funny. I uh, I got accused this week about using a burner account a couple times, and um, I thought that was really funny because I've been pretty honest about who I am. But here we are. Yeah. I don't think I've seen you hide it once or attempt to hide it ever. Well, I mean, the, the story on it is I, I had to separate my music Twitter account because I'm a musician, as you know, to because people are like, dude, all you talk about is hockey. So I switched it to two accounts, one for hockey, one for music. And it kind of has exploded because all I do is think about and talk about hockey. And I don't really know, talk about on, online anyway. Music is isn't something I talk about because they're everybody's interests are different with music whereas hockey is like leafs all day every day 24 7 we run the nhl right it, it's always got to be about the leafs it's always about the leafs yeah it's always about the leafs it, well in my life it is um as you know we text about it all the time luckily yeah we do um that is definitely a friendship that i am glad that we got to start over this wonderful stupid amazing game that we all love to hate and hate to love yeah talking about games we love love to hate i mean tonight is no different what a weird ass game so weird like the leafs didn't they look like they were not starting on time again like the the, the typical questions that we've been having and i've i've been vocal about it questioning whether or not keith is the right guy to continue going forward as much as i like the guy um but I, I really think tonight we can get into it a little bit later. But I think tonight was a good, a good sign of things to come because these types of games are the games that good teams still find a way to win. Well, you, you know, the bounce at the very end and that shootout. You know, you got the stupid trope or cliche. You got to be lucky to be good. And you got to be good to be lucky, right? So, I mean, they got the overturned call and then scored. What are you going to do? Like, that's lucky. But mm -hmm. how many times has luck gone the other way, right? Even against Florida in the playoffs, the goal that was called back, right? It's like you have to capitalize on your chance. I mean, if the goal had been called back and they didn't score, and then Florida scores again, then the game's over. But it didn't happen that way. So here we are, right? Well, it could it could have even gone worse before that with that too many men on the ice call. I know Roscoe was probably looking at the game sheet and just ripping his hair out. I did. Um, I, I looked at that call and I didn't think it was too many men. 
I think that that was it, just bad luck, personally. Hundred percent. So the the players that were on the ice, Nylander was still on the on the ice initially. He received a pass. Tavares left, and Bertuzzi came on. So Bertuzzi didn't even touch the puck, and he was a player that came off. Like that is, yeah, I'm not trying to be a leafer. The, the refs weren't look weren't looking. They were just they were, they made a makeup call because the the Gregor call. I think you know you get it. It's that's hockey, right? I mean. You get yep. the you, you get the Gregor call, and I'm like, okay, at least we got the point. Because I the way we played in the first, I didn't think we were going to get a point. And then we got the we get the point, and I'm like, okay, well, and then he's going in tonight. Stolarz, you know, he's weird goalie. Another example of a goalie that probably should have stayed in Edmonton, because um, Edmonton needs goalies, and this guy shuts down the Leafs. I shout out to him. I liked how he gave stick taps to Wall. I really like that. Um, those, those, those type really of, cool. uh, like I use the term journeyman with the utmost respect. Those type of journeyman backup keepers are really, really underrated in the game because so many times, to- like that's a very difficult position to be in, to not know when you're going to play and have to be on your game. And if you have a game, say you get a shutout, you play, you know, you played out of your mind. What well, could be two weeks before you play again? Depending yeah. on how the schedule is, right? And he did. He played out of his mind, and he gave the stick taps to the wall, and he, you know, he got the win, and then he didn't, right? So I, I, I respect that guy. I don't respect the Florida Panthers, but I respect that guy. <laughs> so I, I like the goalie. I'm like, yeah, I respect that guy. You know, it's you, you're right. The journeyman uh, backup goalie, like the old school guys, like McElhaney, or you know, who we had, we've had millions of guys we've tried and added none of them work for us um hutchinson or you know whoever it is and i like yeah i i thought his performance was i was like this guy's standing on his head he's shutting down willie i mean there's a lot of posts from willie i thought willie was bad tonight <laughs> at times he, no i i could see how you could get there um I, I, i've got to finish my statement before people come at you and the leafs late night <laughs> podcast the reason I think he was bad is because when, when everything's going in, it's okay to hold the puck a little bit longer because everything's going in. And tonight was an example of, okay, everything's not going in, so you got to move the puck faster. And he just, it's a play in the third where I'm like, man, he, he should have passed it to Mo. He held the puck too long and it caused a turnover. And I think that, you know, when you're hot and you feel super confident, that play is probably one you make, but... Willie is nothing's going in right now for him after you know 17 games in a row. So the hockey gods have turned on him a little bit, and yeah, I just think that he had a bit of an off game after those posts. No, it, exactly, and it's like no one's going to have a perfect game, but at the same time, with exactly what you were saying, with him holding onto the puck maybe sometimes a little too long, that created a lot of turnovers and zone exits. So the Leafs had to go back and try and start over again because he was trying what he was doing earlier in the season. And, and unfortunately it just wasn't working this time. Yeah. And I don't have like, I didn't count the number of times it happened, but it happened definitely once. And it turned into a, a Florida chance, a big chance Montour, I think. So, yeah, but I mean, to eke out the win tonight is pure luck and a good feeling. And I'm happy for a day or two, because we will probably beat Seattle, right? We always beat Seattle in, in Toronto. I would hope so. Um, one of 
not, not only the fact that we've, we're having some scheduling problems with some of us on Leafs late night with a lot of work, which is a good thing. I'm not complaining. It's always good to have work to do. Um, but another reason I wanted to get you on tonight was because of some heart and some grit shown by a certain player on the Leafs who you, I think, spend more time on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it defending than I think anybody I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, no, I don't need to defend Marner. <laughs> you know, I don't need to. But I've said it. I mean, I, I've my podcast, I've talked about it a lot. I've talked about what Marner specifically means to me. I think when he was drafted by the Leafs um, fourth overall in 2014, that was the turning point of the, the team, right? So he's always been an interesting player to me because he's really, really electric. He's really young and youthful. And he's got a youthful style. And the Leafs had never really seen a player like that. Not in my time. And Martin is basically kind of like our version of Pat Kane. Kind of. A showtime kind of player. And a really fun player. And the thing about Marner that is really easy to forget is that he's overshadowed by uh, Matthews. Which, of course, he's going to be. Matthews is um, a unicorn. He's maybe the best ever center for the Leafs, although we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, but Marner has the most points in, active, and he's eighth all-time. By the end of the season, he'll be fourth all-time for the Leafs, a, te- a team that's over 100 years old. And he's a homegrown, homegrown guy. Matthews is great. He's from California. Ben moved to Arizona. But Mitch is from London. He played for the London Knights, and he's from the GTA. And his story is too too popular. People know too many people know his parents. You know, too many people know his dad and how his dad kind of treated him. I guess that's the storyline or narrative. But that's very common amongst successful hockey players having a tough dad and tough mom who you know really encourage you to play harder. And so I think that some of that those pressures, the local pressures on Marner, get to him. And I just would defend him because he's so great. When he's great, he's great. And tonight he battled through probably a face injury. <laughs> and he just went out there and laid some hits. And when you're not scoring, you're not getting points, what do you do? You go out there and lay hits. That's like, isn't that like hockey, 1980s hockey 101? You're not scoring, go out there and lay, lay down some hits. Check. Right? Oh, absolutely. And and the best part is, is that's one of the things that like nobody ever ever looks at him for. Nobody ever thinks of his physical play because he's always so... He does have a crazy hockey IQ, and he's always so smart with his stick and his position. He doesn't have to play that way. Um, and I'll give props to Kipper. They actually said something that I agree with, that the fact that Marner has gone and he's set the standard for himself so high with the play that he's had for the Leafs since right since he came into the league, that when he does have a momentary dip, which every single player has, Gretzky had him, Lemieux had him, like everybody has him, that it's just, it's the end of the world because we're used to such high, high caliber hockey from him. Yeah, and the, I mean, everybody forgets that we were talking about the same thing last year, about Mitch, we are talking about the, this, about Mitch the year before. It's kind of the same movie over and over with Mitch and even Austin to a certain degree because they've been through the regular season. They, I personally think they're a little bit eye roll about the regular season they're like oh god another regular season they just want to win dude and nobody talks about teams like florida who struggled to get into the playoffs last year and they went to the finals 
I mean, or, and there's other examples of that Montreal. I mean, that happened to them. They struggled to get in, they got in and they're in the finals. Well, if the Leafs struggle to get into the playoffs, get in the playoffs and then end up in the finals, I don't think one fan on earth is going to say, well, Mitch Marner this and Mitch Marner that if he scores the game winner and holds the cup. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. But I think perspective is really key in this market, but it's really hard because like, I follow a couple of people who are at the game tonight and they're talking about how, you know, in Toronto, people are restless. They want to see 82-0 and 0 and every game's 5 nothing. you know. That's what they, they want to see and the pressure is just really high in Toronto and the expectations are, I think, too high. Um, sadly, because people, people are tired of not having playoff success, even though a lot of people seem to forget the times when we didn't even make the playoffs. And I can't forget those times because those times sucked. Yeah, that was some definitely some bad hockey, and I didn't miss many, if any, of those games. So even as frustrating as it can be right now, it, it's still it's still very nice to see what we have. And I, I, I try to always remember that, that we're, we're witnessing history with a, a franchise this storied. Well, yeah. And it's not even that it's history. It's just a time in the in the club's history where they have players that they've never had before. Like it's crazy. If we hadn't been able to draft Matthews, let's say in a different narrative, our, oh. I lost you. I lost you for I'm, a second there. Who went first overall? I'm back. Instead, we have John Tavares as our first line center, as a UFA. So it's John Tavares and Marner. That's still a pretty good team. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I think we're pretty lucky, and it's a great time. Beaner, I'm going to run though because I have to go help. Oh yeah, family responsibility. But I really appreciate you having me on the pod. Okay, thanks for hopping on with me, Marty. Peace and love. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. So with Marty leaving, it's just me. So we'll do a quick recap of the game here. Um, yeah, it, it was a, a nerve-wracking start because of the fact that it was not looking good. And the only person, in my opinion, who came to sh- like who showed up to play right from the get-go was Joseph Wall. And I know I've been a big supporter of his and a big fan of his on this podcast, I've been a guest on Marty's a couple times. Um, I think we might really have something here with him. He played his arse off tonight. A goal saved above expected of over 3.3. Um, calm and cool in, in the crease. Even, like really even the goal that was scored, you can't really fault him on it. It's not like it was some chintzy goal that was, you know... It wasn't the Achari goal against Pittsburgh. That would be something that I would fault him on. Um, so with with the way Wolves playing, um, with Gregor all of a sudden blowing by everybody like that, that these are the things we need to slowly work towards getting the more consistent game that we all want to see. And a little bit of rough stuff from Domi. I think the second penalty he got against Bennett might have been a little bit of embellishment or a little extreme penalty wise. And he kind of got it fed with the fight. Um, he was a willing combatant. So I don't think there's anything to complain about there, but yet again, Reeves was nowhere to be seen that it might be time for that experiment to end, figure out what you want to do with him, trade him, bury him in the minors, 
pay him to stick around and be a, a dressing room guy. Like we've signed Kiefer Bellows to a PTO down with the Marlies and he's been playing incredible. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he's scoring tons of points. He's a, a young power forward who plays that, that kind of grittier game that, that we've been, that mostly fans have been like dying to get. So I, I think there's still a lot of options. We're going to find out more on Klingberg this weekend. Chances are he's already landed in Robot Island. So I don't really think we're going to be seeing anything from him. And then Tree Living will just have to have to find some way to to shore up that defense a little bit without completely mortgaging the future. So we we tie Gregor comes, we tie the game up. Marty and I touched briefly on that um, too many men call. I know, as I touched on, Roscoe probably would not be would not have much hair left if he was watching that because we touched on his too many men calls uh, the last couple episodes. But realistically, that one shouldn't have been. There was no reason that should have been a call. So we kind of got one against us there. But that was really after we got the Gregor call when maybe we shouldn't. Um, I don't recall ever seeing that before. I know after the Pavelski incident in the playoffs, they brought in the rule that if you call a double minor or a major, you can review it, eat, you know, that way you can make sure you got it right. And they ended up calling it a double minor. That way they could review it, even though on the initial play, there was no hand in the air. So we did benefit from that. Paul Maurice was irate about it on the bench. And not long after that, to to negate the half of the power play basically was the too many men on the ice call. Um, over time, we still couldn't really couldn't really get much of anything. A couple chances, a couple chances against, but nothing real real crazy. Just more calming presence by Wool. Like that is the kind of thing that cannot be stressed enough. It is going to go so far with trying to get this team back to where it needs to be. And he showed it in the shootout as well. He looked really good in the shootout. And despite the Rodriguez goal, even if that goal had counted, I I wouldn't have hated it because he still played great. That type of goal, it's kind of 50-50 goes either way. And then all of a sudden it's reviewed. Like Wall's in the dressing room with his gloves off. So... I definitely don't recall seeing anything like that. And I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen something with that amount of oddity go in the Leafs' favor. So that was definitely refreshing to be on the other side of it because we, we aren't normally. So the double tap, because as Mike Johnson pointed out on the replay, you're, you're not allowed. Like That's like taking a second shot technically because it bounces off of his pad, hits his blade, and then goes back under. So we get a little fortunate. Wall comes out, and he, the next shot he faced, he actually got beat. Um, thankfully, the post was there, though, so he he was good to be lucky and lucky to be good. And that worked in our favor after Gregor flies down the wing and just rifles a shot past Olars to get the game winner. So you have Gregor with the goal and the game winner in the shootout. You have Wall standing on his head to try to take a little bit of pressure off of Willie and Mitch and Nylander 
till we can get rolling again and get on our typical November, December pace. Unfortunately, tonight with Roscoe still working, Sally working, Steph's unavailable, so it's just going to be a little mini episode. Thankfully, Marty came on with us, or with me, that way it's not just me rambling the whole time. I'm sure you guys are probably sick of hearing me talk as it is. And yeah, shout out to Marner. He, he's been under a lot of criticism. He's not shying away from it. He's saying he hasn't been good enough. Like he's not, he's not whining or, or whinging for those who know of anybody from the UK or have been watching the Wrexham documentary. He's, he's owning it, that he needs to play better. And tonight he showed that, like he took a puck off the face. You know, not only was there stitches, but potentially broken jaw, might have even knocked a couple teeth out, threw the cage on, and he came back out. Now, he didn't score. He didn't get any major magical assist on, like, an amazing goal. But he he played his full game. He didn't shy away from anything, despite the fact that he has a cage on now for the first time since he was probably 14 or 15 years old. Like, he... He showed some grit and some guts, which way too many people are are accusing him of not having right now. So that was really good to see. And I think is it another good sign going forward? Um, a little concerning that we lost Geo after I think it was only six minutes. It looked like he took a puck off the hand. So there might be a, a broken bone or some severe swelling. So we'll have to look and see what's going on with regards to that. Thankfully, we do still have Legison up who I think has been playing great since he's been called up and been thrust into a role. Him and Benoit and Benoit actually played really well tonight as well. Um, I think quietly things are going to start turning around. A lot of optimism for me on this side, despite the fact that we still didn't win in regulation. And yeah, I don't really think I have too much more to touch on. Um, a big thanks again to Marty for coming on. We love, we love Marty. We love Dirty. We love Roscoe, Steph, Sully, all of us. Uh, Leafs late night crew. We, I miss you. We all miss you. We need to get all of us back on for an episode again. That way, we can all argue and complain to each other about every single thing. And yeah, go Leafs, go baby.